What's up, guys? Andrew here. This is episode 624. We talk about all things Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 beta. If you played the beta, you're going to be excited for this episode. If you didn't play the beta, you're going to be excited for this episode. So enjoy episode 624, all about Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 beta. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Beta. We just experienced that a couple of days ago. Uh, we missed it already. I'm here with Aaron Shack 64. Uh, Aaron, what is up, man? Dude, I'm I am I am missing that beta as well. I <laughs> it became an all encapsulating thing. Every night was like, all right, how long are we getting on the beta? Five hours? Oh, five hours just went by. Oh, okay. Yeah. So man. I mean. We miss it. We, we're down bad. <laughs> yeah. So September 27th, they said, thank you, Call of Duty players. Together, you've made the Modern Warfare 2 beta the biggest Call of Duty beta ever. And we're only getting started. Prepare the camp for campaign early access. The global mm-hmm. launch is October 28th. Okay. So according to this post, this is a tweet that they posted on September 27th. Most hours played. Most players most matches played this is their biggest call of duty beta of all time so are you surprised by that though i am not surprised especially by the data that we provided right (laughs) so i imagine if everyone else that's even more passionate than the two of us are you know people that spend days and nights on cod you know all the time yeah, not surprising at all, but I guess it just goes to show how big Modern Warfare is and what it means Absolutely. to the community. Absolutely, man. So I really enjoyed it. I know we've played a lot of matches, and it was one of those things where we're like, okay, um, it's time to get off now. Nah, let's do one more match, right? It's, it's time, it's like time to get off. More. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's do Let's do uh, let's do another match, right? So we kept doing that over and over. By the time I turned we around, did. I think it was like six hours for that stream. By the time I, I got off, so I was just like, "Dude, is this what we're expecting for for the end of the month, for the end of October?" Yeah. Man, I, I I don't know, man. I miss it, man. I got so many good clips. So so for your okay, I'm curious, like your setup. Okay, let's talk about setups for a second. So. I know you still have the Go XLR, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how how were you capturing your clips? Were you going back to the YouTube video to capture them, or were you using something separate? I'm curious. Yeah, that's usually my method is is downloading from YouTube. But yeah, I really should be using like the Nvidia capture or something else to like catch it during the moment because I'm I'm putting myself through a lot of extra work. Okay. But like having All to right. Upload a whole five-hour vod and then like scroll to the the awesome moment and then clip it. You know. Yeah. So I'm glad. I'm glad you said that. So the tool that that I started using maybe a couple of months ago is called Steel Series Sonar. Steel Series okay. Sonar. So essentially, when you're in that software, I'm gonna just talk to you about some of the things that's in there. There's a, a section called Moments, right? And okay. in moments, it's capturing the gameplay as you're playing it. And all you have to do is hit all S very similar to the NVIDIA stuff. But I just love the way it does it and how it um, I have to take a screenshot so I can show it to you and how it categorizes all the clips. Um, once you're done with your play session, you can play all the clips. It, it pops up a little window. It says, hey, you want to play all these clips right now? So it doesn't have any um, like branding on it but if you share it on like social then it'll say steel series at the bottom left you know have a steel series tag but that particular bit of software man i got all my clips from that right very very cool and then the other thing that it offers as well is it gives you a mixer uh game chat you know microphone stuff you can you know make your audio sound really nice broadcasting you know mode or low pitch high pitch walkie talkie or whatever you want to play around with in a particular software and it's free. It's free. It's pretty much marketing wow. for the headsets. Yeah, exactly. So wow. it's, pretty, it's pretty much marketing for, for their headsets. So if you're listening to this and you haven't heard of this before, 
you're wondering what we're talking about, this is Steel Series Sonar for Windows. You download it, you install it, it installs additional drivers, and then after it installs the drivers, then you're able to pick that driver and you know modify your microphone and you know however you want to mix and stuff like that. So so this audio that you're hearing right now is through the uh, blue microphone, the blue baby bottle using the filters of the sonar uh, software by SteelSeries. So uh, it should sound pretty liquid. So, so yeah, so definitely try it out. Yeah. Let me know what you think. I'm curious, you know, if you're able to check it out. It has like a giveaway section. So what happened? Yeah, it's a must. I, I think I have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely check it out, man. It's It's a cool piece of software. I mean, I don't know if I'll ever consider their headsets. We say that now, but you never know, right? But yeah, but it's it's really, really dope. So that's how I was capturing and I put a short on YouTube and it did over 500 uh, clicks within like the first hour plus that I posted the, the short. So so even that makes it easy to post the shorts. So a couple of things I wanted to, to talk about on this in this particular conversation, of course, all the good things about the beta, right? So we definitely touch on what we really, really like. But the other thing too that I noticed is that the the way that the Call of Duty game is designed on screen, it's designed for you to create vertical videos, okay? So, and w- what do I mean by that? When you actually create a, a vertical TikTok or a short type of video, there's nothing else surrounding that but just you, the weapon, and whatever that top bar with the compass. So it's clean when it actually oh. creates the sh- right. That's what I'm saying. So like if you if you clip with moments and then you actually zoom in to create like a TikTok or a short video, it's so clean. It's like you made it that way from the get go. So there's nothing. There's no obstructions on the screen or anything like that, unless you put like a video camera up top. Uh, of your your particular short, but it makes it really really clean. And I'll, I'll send you the click um, the link to that short that I did, and you see exactly what I'm saying. It, it's so yeah. so I'm excited about that. So creating content for Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two, you know, which is October 28th, is going to be really easy because there's nothing that's going to prevent you from having a clean video uh, as you're creating the short, and then whether you do native. Uh, YouTube or native TikTok, you can put all your emojis, you know, clown emoji or whatever you decide to put on, and it's going to look really, really good. So, so de- definitely, you know, I'm excited about that. So, thoughts on the beta? You go first. Yeah. Um, as usual, it's a beta and it's, you know, kind of work in progress type stuff. And it's us, you know, getting an early glance at the game and sort of, you know, testing stuff and they're collecting data from that. Um, but I'm really impressed. Like from the moment I landed in the helicopter, you know, fast roped into the ground and got hands on with weapons and movement, you know, the feel of the game is there, which is what I look for in shooters, you know, whether it's Halo, Destiny, all these other games. And it it just felt like putting on an old pair of boots and they just they fit just right. They were snug. And that's what Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 felt like to me. It was just like. I really felt like I was boots on the ground, like a real soldier. Everything really fit like a glove. Movement felt good. Aiming down sights. Everything's, you know, really realistic and and meant to sort of immerse you in that world. And so it does a really good job of that. Audio, the footsteps is really good because, I mean, that's how you're going to pinpoint where other players are. I've seen some people complaining about the lack of the radar, But it's like when you do the drones, you get to see the red dots of like where your enemies are. You know, you can call the UAV. And so I don't really see that as an issue. Um, I I think the other things are like movement. You know, there's some funky movement in the game. Mm -hmm. Um, They've added the dive feature. There's like a clamber feature where you can hang over the side of a wall or a fence. That's cool. Yeah. And then if you have a pistol, you can just like pop over the edge and go blah, blah, blah. (laughs) You know? sneak up on someone and and pop a few rounds in them. Um, So there's features like that, and there's irregular movements like, you know, dropping prone and jumping up or or bunny hopping around. And, you know, so there's different things like that that you have to look out for as a a player. Um, 
but I'm overly impressed. And I, I guess my critiques are the UI is a little weird, even though that may not be the final UI that we get in the game. Um, I think navigating it was a little weird and a little confusing. I was like, okay, well, how do I find friends? How do I invite them to the game? Right. How do I, or, or why do I have to scroll through all my offline friends to find the ones that are online? Yeah, it, it seemed um, like there was a delay was there. Weird. Yeah. Yes. And the other thing I'll say is I didn't learn about some of the gunsmith menu until the very last day. Mm. And what I mean by that is I, I knew how to put mods on stuff, and some of that was, like, fairly user-friendly. But there was a way that you could sort of zoom in on each weapon and you could see the upgrade path. Like if you got the, the M4 to level 13, yes. then you unlock the next gun. Well, I didn't know that there was this handy chart that you could, because I was like, how do you get the MP5? I'm already like max level. I already used the M4 and leveled it up all the way. I'm like, where is the MP5? And it's like, no, dude, you didn't. You didn't pull up the chart here and and level up this gun, level up this gun, and then it lets you get the MP5 there. And so it was like, well, I mean, it wasn't the UI just didn't really guide me into that weapon mm. upgrade tree. I'd have another player explain it to me. And luckily he was very friendly and he was like, yeah, man, you just go in here and you look at this. And once you get a bunch of kills with this gun, then you go with this gun. And the great thing is, is that all the attachments are shared. So if you get the M4 fully leveled up, all the attachments unlocked, those attachments will be unlocked for all the guns in that class. That's so dope. Oh so it's not gosh. you're not going to be unlocking those for your snipers or your shotguns, but at least for everything that's kind of in the assault rifle class, you're good to go. So, I mean, that's one thing that they mentioned at the conference that they were just like, you know, we really want to make call of duty not such a grindy experience where it's like you got to sit there and grind each gun get attachments for each gun yeah and there is some grind there and you want it because you know you want reasons to get on the game and come back and keep playing and you know rpgs it's it's all about the grind it's all about leveling up and getting cool stuff and getting good gear and whatnot so that was my yeah, one and only like real serious complaint was some of the UI and the gunsmith was a little wonky, like trying to find these features. But now that I know they're there, I'm actually pretty pleased with it. Man. I'm so, I'm so glad I played the beta. Yes. You know, cause it's like, uh, it's one of those things where I know we were talking about it before, where when you look at the call of duties in terms of sales and it is one of the top selling games of all well, FPS call of duties, right? to date right so the fact that Absolutely. they're remaking it uh quality of life uh features and making it even simpler to make adjustments and even um so i, I guess i'll start with the customization of the weapons um and as we're talking i'm kind of watching some of my replay uh and just i mean graphics presentation you know and, and even the customization screen although i didn't spend a lot of time there one of the things that we're going back and forth on was the fact that Hey, if I if I play simpler, right? Not necessarily adding a whole bunch of attachments. Am I better for it or worse for it, right? And I know we're going back and forth. We're like, ah, oh, should I put a you know the thing on here? I don't know if I should put this. Should I even wear the scope? Not put the scope on? You know the the the, the stock or, or the the holder on, on the on the rear of the weapon? Should I add that? Not weapon? You know. So I think that when it came down to it. For me, right, making yeah. it even simpler and knowing exactly what I would rather have, you know, range, of course, damage, of course, being being able to ADS as fast as possible. And I think that some of those things were pluses for me, right? So that means I don't necessarily have to add every single attachment and really navigate. And it changes you as a player, right? So depending on, absolutely. So depending on what I decided to do, when I was playing and what I was putting on to the actual weapon, it changes, you know, your play style, but it makes you even more powerful in the close court, that close quarter map that we kept playing, right? Where A was kind of like outside around the corner. And then once you run past A, there's their staircase that comes down. Remember that map? And then those two guys would always be on top above A, looking at A, you know, that, that map was really cool. Uh, when I, I just enjoyed everything about it. And, I feel like I shouldn't be surprised, right? 
But at the same time, it's like, is this going to be the game that's going to take all my time this holiday season? And how much love is, you know, our other favorite shooters, like, you know, the destinies of the world. And even that new one that I sent you, I don't know. I don't know if we could talk about it yet, but I did send you that link a couple of days ago. Um, So we'll, I guess we'll wait on that to see if we can talk about that at a different time. But, you know, games that are being inspired by, your destinies, your warframes, and everything that we play in between, this is going to be one of those, um, hey, we know the night is young. We're going to hit play or whatever we pl- whatever we hit on, on the controller, and we're going to get at least four plus hours easy on it, right? Yes. Very easily, very easily. So so my, my gripe, so I, I think I definitely need to mention that, uh, is that lag at the beginning. Remember, I kept saying, hey, the first 30 to 45 seconds of the actual uh, experience loading into the map. Okay, so the helicopter thing and then the... So which map was it? I think the the map that was uh, with the escalator and all that stuff, you drive in, right? And then some of the other maps, you flew in the helicopter and even like their, their jackets flowing in the wind. I thought that was a, a really nice touch. Right. Yeah. So yeah, there's just so much you can say, man. But um, it versus you in the experience when you yeah. when you come in the helicopter or the van and you're seeing it from your guy's point of view, whether you're the driver of the van or or you're like coming down the rope or you're sitting at the back of the van, you're at the front of the van, you're first guy out of the door. It's you know it it immerses you in the adrenaline rush of that experience of like showing up for an op and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So, so let's, let's, let's do hitboxes. I, I, I could be all over the place with this. This is not structured. This is like, I want to give the full like excitement that we had. Did you yeah. feel that your heart weight, uh, heart rate came and said, I'm so excited that your heart rate went up as you were playing the game, like one V ones or like, how did you feel it with that, with that experience? Yeah, I, I could tell like, even more than destiny this that game got my heart rate going and i was like you know i i gotta sort of like take a few deep breaths in between matches or be like hey hey andrew can we go back to the gunsmith right <laughs> so we can toggle some attachments and and like take a few deep breaths because yeah once you like see other players and you get into firefights and you're like Quit! everybody down cover me suppressive fire and we're like doing the call outs we're we're like no dude they're taking c but there's a guy in the northwest corner get the rooftop you know like (laughs) and so the more people you had on the team which i started playing with some of my buddies from the old days from like call of duty and battlefield days on xbox and they were they were down with the callouts, and they were like, "No, I got him, I got him." I was like, "You know, I gave them the intel of like where the guy shot me," and they said, "Oh yeah, got him, he's down." <laughs> so it's like it's really cool when you have a full team and each of you can communicate. Yeah, and you start learning the ins and outs of the map, and we start coming up with nicknames for different areas. We're like, "Oh, they're in the plaza. You need to get over there from this side." You know, if you come in from the southwest, you'll you'll get a shot on that guy. So it was like, once we learn how to communicate with that and use the compass and stuff like that, all this gets your heart rate going. And it, and I do have to say about the customization, I I think we need like a gun range because I think mm. me and you would. Or or at least somewhere to test it out, like maybe a match yeah, against yeah. bots, whatever it might be, um, just to sort of like, okay, is this attachment really doing it for me, or do I not need this? Because I think what you were saying had a lot of validity to it, and what Andrew was saying was, you know, ah, uh, do I really need all these, like, stabilization things? Like, do I need this scope? You kind of went back to basics for a while. You were like, yeah. ah, let me try out iron sights for a bit. Like, yeah, let's try it without the scope. Let's I try it without. I never put the scope back on. Yeah, and so, like, it, it changed the way you play, and you were like, I kind of want to get used to the recoil so that when I add these attachments, it just turns me into even more of an unstoppable monster. <laughs> mm, mm. And that's pretty much what happened. So, I mean, I think giving it some time and just getting into the groove with the with the base loadout for each weapon, uh, there's something important there. Because once you over-customize, it, it becomes hard to let go of those things. And 
when I started doing deeper customization, as I unlocked more stuff, I was like, well, I can't get rid of the scope because then right. I can't see. Right. And so it's like, well, I want, I want tougher rounds so that they deal more damage, but I really need that handrail because that's given me all my stability. Yeah. And, and then it's like, is it that I can't see or I just can't see past this point? Right. Exactly. Oh my gosh, man. It was, it's so good. So did you feel, I don't know if I fully felt confidence. I'll say that, but did you feel fully confident when you were hitting the opponent one V one or across the map or like when the shots were going in the tango, did you feel confident that you were, you had the upper hand when you started shooting and stuff like that? How'd you feel about that? I don't think so. No, mm. <laughs> being really honest. <laughs> okay. Well, why, why is that? Because the, the thing that's yeah. interesting for me and you is that I'm surprised you played that much call of duty versus you. Um, Cause you're, you love shooters, but you don't tend to do like the, the team death match type of environment. So I'm surprised that you played, you know, this amount. So, so what were you thinking? What happened? He's calling me out. No, I'm just saying, walk me through that. No, no, I want to have a conversation about it because I was was impressed. I'm wiping away the tears, man. I was impressed. I was excited. And then we played a lot of matches. You know what I'm saying? So So, so walk me through that. Well, okay. So first of all, it's like, it's enjoyment of the game. It's having a good time with your friends. You know, the more tactical that I get and the more tactical that my friends around me get, the more excited I get. So... Mm. That's something that you don't get with all games. Uh, you, you don't really, you know, it's like you could do the call outs in other games. You could have all these weapons and different attachments in other games as well. But there's there's just something about the way Call of Duty does it. And yeah, I did put in a lot of hours. I mean, it's like six or seven hours a night and they just went by like very fast. Yeah. Um, and it, it was just hard to quit too. Like I, I would look at the clock. I'd be like, ah, it's two thirty. I should really go to sleep by three. Then next time I look at the clock, it's like three thirty, and I'm like, play till four. Like you know, I don't want to quit at like three thirty, and like I don't want to quit on a loss. And it's then we start winning, and then it's like, well, you don't really want to quit on a, a winning streak either, because I mean, you know, that's kind of a low energy thing to do. And then you know. It, it's just a never-ending cycle, but you know, you know what they did that was interesting. What's and because you know, like colors and branding and all that stuff matters, right? So, it does. do you remember the color of the progression bar post game? Do you remember? Do you remember what color it was? Progression bar. Yeah, it shows you like the XP at the end, and then it shows you the next thing that you unlock. Remember the color of that bar when it would progress? Okay. Just take it a guess. Either, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what color. Oh, I, I can't guess. wait. This is an interesting psychological. Think, yes, it is. Yes, it is. That's why. Because uh, I just saw, because I'm watching like some of the YouTube of our playbacks and stuff say, like was that. was it white? And then it like, it was either like green or gold. It for was green. And what does okay, green stand for? Tactical night vision. Right. You know, like, but it, it's also, yeah, it's, it's also go. That's why you kept playing. Green is, oh, I green hate is, it. I hate it so much. That's why they didn't make it red, huh? Because that would have been like, no, quit. Yeah, you're done. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm tired. Time to put the game away. It was green. And every green. time we saw the end of that screen, it just psychologically green is, is go. And you're red, I'm, you're right. So, so red was uh, for us when we had to go to the capture point. So it was red. When we got there and then when it changed, I think it changed to like a, a blue, not, not, not like a very, very skyish blue when you captured. Right. But prior to that, it would be red because, you know, it's the enemy. Right. So, so I think that even the colors, even the colors that they chose for the progression and, you know, this person has a five win, you know, a streak right now, five killing spree or whatever. So even the colors were important. Um, and I think that it's, it's just so subtle things and just the clarity of like, even your main screen as you're running around with your weapon, there's not a lot of things on the screen. It's very, you know, minimal. If you remember. I right? like that. Yeah. I like that so, a lot. Yeah. That was definitely, dude, it's, um, it's just one of those things where I'm like, 
this is going to take a lot of time. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it is. I really invested a lot of time and it's, it's interesting that you observed that I was, I was in a PVP experience where I'm usually like, not about you that. Never, you never, you, you never play it. Not, not to, not this amount of time. I was surprised that you were like really into it. I'm like, wait a minute. As, is he playing Call of Duty? Wait, against other players? This is okay. All right. Let's, I let's go. Views, I've, I've tamed it. No, it was, it was really good. So I did feel confident with, with most of the 1v1 interactions. I think there were, you know, there's a necessary trade-off, you know, depending on who starts the ADS and, and, and shooting first. And, you know, if you hit them first, sometimes you'll get lucky if they miss a couple of shots, you know, based on the cadence of that particular encounter. Then from there, you're like, okay, I got this person because they missed more than they hit, right? So I think that's that's really cool too. Uh, what else? Um, play modes. Which play mode caught your attention? I played only one, which was uh, the capture, not not the domination thing, not capture the flag. The domination stuff is where I spent most of my time. Did you try any other modes? Yeah. Um, I will say the domination is my favorite, and maybe it comes from all the Destiny stuff. I, I like capturing points because when 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 our team did go into like a team deathmatch mode, we just felt like we were just like we were still calling out the points. We're like, oh, they're over by C. And the, the, the guy was like, no, C's not here, dude. We're just killing people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but I mean, just go to where, C, you know, C is and then you'll get him. Uh, so, I mean, it felt like empty and weird. And mm. it was like, really, you just want us to kill the other team? Like, why? Mm-hmm. Just because yeah. of war? Like, that's it? Yeah. Um, uh, some of the other modes we played, um, I forget what it was called, but it was a, think of it like a, a trials match in Destiny where everybody's got one life and it's a 5v5. Okay. And one team guards two prisoners. The other team has to get in there and extract one prisoner. You have to grab them, and when you grab the prisoner, you're doing like a fireman's carry, so you can only use your pistol, mm-hmm. and then you got to, take him all the way back to your base to score. That was really intense and it was really fun. And our, okay. our guys Would that be considered hardcore. Top. Was that a hardcore playlist or yeah, it seemed pretty hardcore because it was like, you know, if you got downed, your buddies had to get you up. And so that changed mm. the way you played the game. You weren't rushing in foolishly trying to just eliminate the other team. You were like, okay, well, what route do we take? Okay. Once we grab the guy, like who's going to cover him, you know, cause we need a guy with like a fast firing weapon, you know, to cover the, the guy carrying the hostage. So I don't know, it changed the whole game. And even if like all of us, but one guy were all down, that one guy could turn the tide of the match if he just went over and revived one dude. And then he ran across the map and revived the other two guys. And then, and then all of a sudden, you know, a, a 3v1 ends up being a, a, a 3v5, you know, <laughs> like all of a sudden it's a comeback. So, I mean, mm. you have to kind of, it, it changed the way we played. The one thing I wish I did was try the third person mode. I didn't get to do that. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. I'm I curious ask you about that. that. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've heard good things, you know, nothing too crazy about that particular mode. Um, I wanted to ask you in regards to, so when, when you're playing, okay. So that's what I'll, yeah. The call outs, the, like the auto call outs that you hear. Did you feel like those were helpful in your experience? Like as you're walking around, it was like, oh, you know, someone enemy near sea. Like you heard, you know, the little faint, you know, uh, call out by your, I guess, the one that's built in, right? Did you feel that that was um, accurate for you to make a good uh, decision when you were going into the rooms or going around the corner and things like that? I think so. I mean, I I think to an extent, you probably could have played without a mic and without comms and all that stuff and still done all right. But I, yeah, I do feel that there was a certain amount that uh, being in discord with your buddies was key to the experience for me, but you could get by without it. And it seems like that was fairly sufficient, but I still feel like Apex Legends has the best call outs in the game. Very, very interesting. And how about 
uh, picking up an enemy's weapon because I did that maybe like one time where I ran out of ammo and I had to pick up another weapon. I think, is that uh, Kleptomaniac usually in most games? Yeah, I, I did what... that quite a bit, actually, because yeah, I, I really wanted to try out the better guns and people that had fancier attachments and stuff. So I I did get to try out the MP5 without unlocking it first. And, you know, I got to try out the Hurricane, some of these guns that had clips that you load on top of the gun rather than under. And that was kind of interesting. And those were like really fast firing assault rifles. Um so yeah, it was it was kind of cool to be able to pick up the enemy's guns and their attachments and stuff. Okay, okay, double tap running. I like it. What do you what do you think about it? Yeah, I like that too. I I think it's nice that you have you know you can move slowly, you can crouch walk, you can go prone, um, but also being able to jog and like go into like a really fast sprint kind of makes it to where you could like run across an area that's in the middle of a firefight and you might make it. Be- through you know if you like really sprint and then maybe dive at the end you know just to be unpredictable yeah yeah for sure yeah i think i think it was really good man the hitboxes were good i enjoyed mm-hmm. most of it so uh, i wonder what would be a deal breaker for you based on the experience if they didn't get quote unquote this right what would that be if they didn't get that right that you wouldn't purchase or, or look into this game further well, I already got it pre-ordered, so I'm, uh, they kind of got me already. Right. I know they got you, but that's why I'm like, create the scenario. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a deal breaker that would make you not, you know, follow through with your pre-order. Uh, cancel the pre-order. <laughs> um, I don't know. They'd have to, like, really mess up the feel of the game, and the mm. UI would have to be either the same or worse. Um. I, I think also what one of the big changes was once the weekend hit and the beta went open, I think we got a whole different type of player in there. Okay, that very good. Up. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, keep going. This is keep going. This is, okay, this is probably going to be my last thought on, on I guess, anything I had. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so once it opened up to where it was like, oh, anyone can download and play now. I think the game got a lot different. Um, I was I was more inclined at the beginning because I was like, oh, these are the people shelling out cash. So these must be the, the high-skilled players that are, like, dedicated to Call of Duty because they've already they've saved the money in their piggy bank and they, they set it aside and, like, here it is. They've, they've made the investment and now they're playing and they've already got the best guns and they're excited and they're passionate and they're really good at the game and I can see it. Um, but then, but then the weekend hit, and then, and then the crazy guys got on, and it, it felt like the firefights got a lot sweatier now that everybody was on the playing field. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, something, something changed there, and it was very interesting. And I don't know what you would do, or I don't know that you need to like address or change things about the game because of my experience or or anyone's in that sense. But uh, it's just weird that things took such a drastic turn when it essentially went free to play. <laughs> mm. So, so let's, let's push it a little bit further because yeah. we're PC players sure. with controllers. Yeah. Did you feel Uh-oh. at a disadvantage playing everybody? There were a lot of steam plus controllers on the screen and the lobbies. That's all I'm saying. There were. Yeah, I'm surprised. And I, I I, never felt like somebody outdid me because they were on mouse and keyboard. I felt like if someone outdid me, they just got more shots to my head or, you know, they got more bullets into me or they got the drop on me or they did something crazy with their movement. They were unpredictable and I couldn't shoot them because they're like going prone, jumping up, bunny hopping, going prone. And it's just like a really hard movement uh to predict when you're aiming yeah but yeah i never felt like there was like some weird skill gap where it was like oh man the pc players are destroying us not really (laughs) right no right so what did you use what controller did you use uh that was just a standard xbox one so controller so nothing crazy 
but I was missing my hair trigger. I was like, man, if I had the hair trigger, I, I'd be putting these guys to sleep, you know? <laughs> if I didn't have to pull that trigger so hard to get the gun to fire, I, I would have been destroying people. I feel. One, th- anyway. one thing... No, I mean, that's fine. That's fine. One thing that you mentioned, it's coming back yeah. to me a little bit, is the menu system on how certain things are on the screen when we're supposed to be seeing ourselves. Remember that? Hmm. Like, you know, the yeah. previous Call of Duty, when the screen is loading, you see us marching, right? Yes. There's nothing blocking us, right? The screen right. shows all the players just, you know, doing their walk and 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 marching on this one though and hopefully they make the adjustments uh for that the screen has a whole bunch of stuff on it and you can't remove those things off the screen just to focus on the character just you know uh looking at their weapon or you know getting ready to walk and stuff like that i know you had touched on that. any additional thoughts on that yeah um so the older games had us walking and you know it allowed us to like see what you're carrying, what weapons you have, what what outfit you gave your character, what character you're playing as. You know, it, it allows you to express your personalization because once you're in the match, you're you're probably not going to really stop and say like, Andrew, look at my pants, dude. Don't they look great? They match. Right. right. You know, you're not going to stop and look at my gun and see what skin and what attachment I have on it. So the, the pre-lobby thing is a very important uh, aspect, especially if you're going to be selling cosmetics, especially if we're going to be talking about guns and gear and stuff. For sure. I also realized most of the time in Modern Warfare 2, it was either showing the scoreboard or it was showing our names or and it was obstructing our characters or it was showing menu elements or the game we were about to jump into. And oftentimes I wouldn't even see my own character. A lot of times it would be looking at your character mm. and my character would be in the background, but not visible. I'd be like behind you. And that's just bad, like framing in terms of like video of like finding an angle with which to cinematically record these players, you know, sitting around in a lobby. You know, if you're going to make us sit in static positions, each each one of us should be visible on screen. I should not be behind you. Right. So it it was very weird, and I was like, I I hope this isn't the final UI, and maybe it's not, maybe it is, but it just seemed like a weird step uh, to go in. Mm. Did you have any challenges running it or anything like that on your side? No, no, no issues. Okay, yeah, do you have anything? Go ahead. First, Modern Warfare was a little. uh, It it was a challenging game to run, but then again, back then I had a 1070 Mm -hmm. uh, GPU. Whereas now I have the 3080 Ti ray tracing, so it's like, nah, now nothing is much of a struggle. But the first Modern Warfare was a, a gorgeous game, heavy install size, and you know it it took everything your PC had to really push that thing. So yeah. the second one seems to be better optimized, but once again, you know it is going to be a a chunky one. Yeah, I think the only thing I had to do was update the drivers because I was using. Um, some older drivers, but outside of that, it ran really well. And then there was a video that I watched that it um, it fine tuned. I'll send it to you. Um, and my because it's still in my history, it fine tuned my OBS experience. You know, you you could run it as administrator, and it gave me some additional settings that I've never paid attention to. Um, and this video really allowed my second streaming experience for the beta, uh, no drop frames. It just went clear. Wow. Everything worked out. So I'm going to send you that video. It was a, it was a dope video. Um, I think it was by Gaming Careers, um, that website. Um, okay. I think the the gentleman is English, I believe. But yeah, but that video really showed me some other things that I didn't really pay attention to in configuring OBS. And it really enhanced my experience. And I wasn't worried about, you know, drops or, or any, you know, challenges with the actual experience. So um, that was that. Um, maps. Do you remember what was your favorite, or any thoughts on maps? You know, let's see. Uh, the hotel one was pretty exciting. Yep. The the one with the gun range and you know, kind of the busted up buildings. 
yes was always quite interesting I, I think that one might be the better one uh the museum one is is a tricky one that one was always intense between long and short range firefights but yeah i think those were some of the standouts that i really enjoyed but overall i think the map designs were incredible and i i felt like they were fair it never felt like when the spawns swapped or something that you're like oh no now we have the low ground or like oh no this side of the map is like unfair to defend right. like exactly. i never got that so uh, you gotta say level design is really well done yeah the the map outside where it looked like you were in a, like a favela type environment that map was one of my favorites because close encounters between the buildings and also the line site and the main hallway where B was, right? Uh, that yes. map, that one was one of my favorite maps um, for sure. In terms of weapons, I use M4 most of the time. What did you end up uh, loving? The M4 was great, but then after that, I unlocked the Marksman rifle. Uh, it was the 7.62 Lockman. And it, it, it is a single shot by default, but if you flip the, the switch, you know, you can make it fire full auto. And so once I did that, I, I was firing higher caliber rounds into my enemies and it was dealing more damage. And I, I fell in love with that gun. And so had I leveled that up more, I would have gotten MP5. But I think I just ran out of time because I just didn't realize that that was the path I need to take. And I was very keen to get to the MP5 because it was... It was very important in the first Modern Warfare, you know, fast fire rate, limited ammo, but, you know, it was easily, the MP5 is a, even in real life, it's a very steady firing uh, submachine gun. So it's, it's a powerful tool. Hmm. Uh, single shot, multi-shot, did you care? You know, there's, yeah, I, I definitely opted more for automatic, but when I got my hands on the Lockman for a while, I didn't notice that I could switch the firing mode. And so I, I was just getting used to like plugging those rounds in the right places and being a little more sparing with the ammo. The mm -hmm. other thing I would have liked to try was the M16 because that's a, a three-round burst. I can't wait. Yeah, so we never that. got to try it, man. We're addicted to pulse rifles in Destiny. We enjoy those those type of weapons. I and can't so wait. We didn't get to do that and i think you're going to be a monster once you get I, into that i can't wait for that <laughs> i can't i just you can't were precise wait. with the m4 and you were controlling your firing on your own but imagine the gun doing it for you and just saying oh no i'm only going to plug in three rounds with each pull so yeah that's going to be that's going to be dangerous so um i guess um uh, we can begin wrapping up shotguns they're they're powerful. Do you think yeah. they were too powerful in your experience? I think they were okay, but what do you think? Yeah, I think they were okay because I I did test them out at certain ranges and it was, you know, once you hit like 10 or 12 meters or something, it's it's a little, you know, you're probably going to plug in two or three shots to kill someone at that point. So I, I felt like it was fair. It, it was really for using when you could hear someone coming around a corner or, you know, if you were, like, getting relatively close to someone, you could swap to that gun and, and quickly deal with them. So I felt like it was fair. I didn't feel like it was super overpowered or that people were sniping me with shotguns, you know? Okay, so when it comes to best-selling Call of Duty of all time in terms of numbers, Call of Duty, uh, the first one was 4.5 million. I'm just going to scroll down to the top five for this particular list. Uh, number sure. five, Call of Duty Black Ops 3, 26.72 million. Number four, Call of Duty Ghost, 28.98 million. Number three, Call of Duty Black Ops 2, 29.59 million. Okay. Number two, wow. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, 30.71 million. And number one, Call of Duty Black Ops, 30.72 million. All right. So I'm looking for, let's go, let's see where Modern Warfare 2 ends on this. Okay, so it's actually number six. Number six on this list, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, 25.02 million. So That's the original Modern Warfare 2? That is the original Modern Warfare. Let me, let okay. me see. Just the to game, be clear, yeah. Yeah, so I'm just reading here. It says the game received universal acclaim, particularly for the campaign multiplayer and the amount of content it managed to sell for 4.7 million copies in the first 24 hours of the launch. And as of 2020, 
it has sold 25.02 million copies in total. Wow. I know. That's insane. So do you think the the whole thing of bringing this up is, do you think this will double it? Because this is a reset of not only the gaming experience, but it kind of helps Call of Duty and Activision as a whole because of all the other challenges the company has received with their last release where they pretty much removed all the Activision branding off of the last game because of all the stuff that they were experiencing internally. So do you think, based on this upcoming release, that they may double that, right? 2502 is a lot, but what what are your thoughts on there? Yeah, maybe so, because it seemed like Cold War didn't do quite as well, and then Vanguard was, you know, if you weren't into the World War II thing, that was kind of a, a miss for most people, and Call of Duty has already been there. For a long time, they they did the World War II stuff back in the day. They did the Modern Warfare stuff for a while, and then they moved on to Black Ops and other stuff for a while. So it's like it's it's always been good for them to get fresh and and change things up. But something about Modern Warfare Two, it feels like you're coming home, and that's right. what it, the game felt like to me. And so I think a lot of people are going to see that, and if they've enjoyed any of the Modern Warfare titles over the years they're they're gonna at least be curious about this one if they got hands-on in the beta and enjoyed it and had a good time then yeah i could see this selling really well and it, it could help them with their challenges and of course the uh microsoft trying to buy activision blizzard uh is a is an interesting thing and that could certainly help with a lot of their woes that they have as a company and and hopefully it leads them in a a good direction for the future absolutely so number 15 on that list black ops cold war which you mentioned 5.7 million within the first month i think it will do well i'm going to be conservative i'm going to say it hits 20 million very very quickly because of the love that individuals have for modern warfare uh two as a whole even the, the entire modern warfare series so from there they could reset the third one and even the first one, uh, Call of Duty, uh, that would be Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare 1, right? Quote, unquote. Um, that was the one that I really got into. I played Call of Duty 3 a little bit, but Modern Warfare, uh, the first one, really just took me to, like, that's it. I'm not playing any other games right now. That's the only game I'm <laughs> playing. And that's pretty much what happened with uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 1. Then, of course, 2 and 3 was really great. And then Black Ops, we got into that particular series. So. I've been playing Call of Duty for a while. I mean, I didn't play the first two, but um, the experience for what we have today, I think, is is really exciting. Even the current one right now, Vanguard, I think, is a great uh, title that took it back to basics. So even that is worth playing while you're waiting for the 28th of October. Hopefully there's no, you know, push or delays or anything like that. So October 28th is the current date that we're expecting to play. Uh, this uh, this game. Any any other thoughts? Any thoughts before we wrap? Well, I guess uh, are you planning to hit the campaign? You know, in that early access, so that when the multiplayer launches, you can just have full focus on that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's the honest answer, man. I don't know. I just I'm so excited for the experience again. I think I'm going to jump back into Vanguard and really just get the cadence of the, you know, the flinch and the, you know, quick um, ADS and get my reflexes back to prepare for uh, the 28th. But um, I don't know, man. I just want to play. I think so, too. Yeah. I, I definitely want to see more Vanguard, so I, I look forward to that. Okay, so are you are you considering picking up Vanguard? Because I, I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, so... This is not prediction. This is not information that I have prior to, you know, whatever. It's usually, you know, for marketing things that you've seen for a very, very long time. When a new game is coming out, you kind of get a discount of the previous game seven days or seven to 14 days prior to that game's release, right? So do you foresee that being the case for Vanguard dropping a little bit? And would you pick it up to add to your collection? Or what are you thinking? Yeah, I would definitely pick it up if it it dropped a... which I don't know what it's at right now, but, uh, you know, if it dropped to like a reasonable amount, I'm curious. Cause I mean, I, I've always enjoyed world war two type stuff and you have it on PC. 
I do. I guess it doesn't matter. All this stuff is crossplay now. I mean, it's it's really incredible. Yeah, I'm trying um, to see what the price is right now. Uh, Call of Duty Vanguard. I want to see. I'm is it on Steam this. or is it somewhere else? Um, I don't know. I don't know, man. I want to see what the price is. Let's do. Yeah. Okay, it shows. Okay, so PlayStation has it says up to fifty percent off right now. Okay, so that's interesting. A PC exclusively on Battle.net. Let me click that. Does it, I don't know. It doesn't show me a price right now. I'd have to open up uh, Battle.net. And, but I already have it, so I don't know if it's going to show me uh, the pricing without necessarily going to the store. But um, so what would be, so let's just say this. What would be the discount that would catch your attention? 10%, 15% off? Like what would catch your attention in regards to uh, potentially purchasing the game? Uh, as far as I see on Battle.net right now, it's 60, but yeah, if it was like half price or less, mm-hmm. if it was like 30 or less, that, that'd be perfect. Got it. Got it, man. No, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I definitely wanted to get all this Call of Duty stuff out of my system for now, you know? So, so hopefully we can, um, you know, not think about it until, you know, the week of the 28th, there's some exciting things happening. And in the next couple of weeks that uh, I'll be sharing very, very soon. But in terms of playing Call of Duty, uh, I think, I don't know, man, if you, if you pick it up, man, we should do it. We should, we should jump yeah. on it and go crazy and, and have I'm a good sold. time. Uh, the only thing I, I want to mention, make sure we get this in, uh, where can people find your stuff? What are you working on? You know, your podcast, I know you, you were featured recently on, on, is that official? That particular podcast yeah. that you did. Okay, yeah, talk about all that stuff and then we'll be on wrapping up. Absolutely. So you can find me on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash C slash Aaron Shack 64. Um, I'm also on TikTok, Instagram, all the other places, uh, doing a lot of short form content for TikTok. But yeah, I was recently on the Verbal Vibe Mode podcast and a couple of my friends run that show. And uh, they had me on to do an episode about some of the recent news uh, with Twitch, recent announcements, features on the site, um, revenue splits, you know, just sort of talking about how we feel about different changes since I've got about seven years of experience uh, streaming on Twitch before I came over to YouTube for the past two years. And uh, so we had a lot to talk about, a lot of opinions and a lot of humor in that episode as well. And it, it was a really interesting chat. And I also have my own podcast called The Shack Cast, and you can find that on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and awesome. as well on YouTube. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, man. So exciting stuff. Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, October 28th is the date that we're excited for. I definitely want to say uh, thank you, Activision, for the opportunity to play the PC uh, version of the beta. Uh, I thank you for that because you don't have to do that, but you continue to support me and my content uh, journey. So thank you, Activision, for that. And looking forward to, you know, October. And man, we're we're in October in a couple of days, man, uh, as of this recording. So it's it's getting gloomy out there. So depending on where you are, you know, but I'm, I'm excited, man. You know, I'm excited for all the stuff with Call of Duty. And we're back on a very, very familiar uh, game that uh, I know is going to do well based on what we we checked out the beta. So um, thanks for hanging out, man. I, I do appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me.